What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And ladies and gentlemen, it's been a heck of a long time since we have recorded a podcast. No, it is not because we don't care. It's because we are very busy. We've had a lot going on lately. All of us, uh, Ethan and Mike, have been really busy with church and uh, missions trips, which is very important. Uh, I got married. Woo! Yeah! So it's been quite the last month, and I I think the last one we did was Fantastic Four. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it's been a while, but we are very excited to be back here talking, getting back into the swing of things to uh, continue with the Marvel Movie Marathon and uh, with everything else that uh, we have planned for you because even though we have not been recording on the mics, we have definitely been thinking about stuff to do off of the mics. So without further ado, I would also like to introduce my uh, co-host. He's been with us since the beginning. He is the only other member of Multiverse Monologues that will be with us today. I am talking, of course, about my good friend, Ethan Wetzloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, but not as good as you, Ben. You got married. Let's go. We, we've all had a busy summer, but none like you, my friend. I'm excited to be back here talking about the things we love. Amen to that. Amen to that. And so this episode is kind of like an amalgamation of a lot of things because over the summer, a lot has happened. Okay. And we haven't really talked about it. We've been focused on the Marvel Movie Marathon and reviewing uh, TV shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi, so it's been, it. we have not covered it, we have not talked about it, and we would like to give our thoughts on uh, just about every multiverse that we cover here on the channel, so we're going to be breaking down the future of pretty much every single universe. Um, the MCU has had pretty much their full slate uh, revealed, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, as of this recording, that in September 9th, they're going to reveal the rest of Phase 6, so... It's probably going to already be outdated by next week. But as of right now, I want to go through everything that's coming right now. There's a new Lord of the Rings show coming out. We have a Marvel show that's going right now in She-Hulk. And we have a Star Wars, a uh, new Star Wars show coming out in September. So quite a bit to talk about, quite a bit of news that has happened, especially with uh, DC. Hasn't been too great, but um, without further ado, let's jump right in. Uh, Let's open our TARDIS, open our sling ring. Let's jump right into it, folks, and hit the hyperdrive, because we are headed to all corners of the multiverse. With every choice we make, history branches in two, creating one Earth, where we made the choice, and a second, where we didn't. Multiverse would be a more apt description. But what's a multiverse? Multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Who are you in this vast multiverse? (sighs) This shouldn't even be possible. I got a bad feeling about this. Multiverse is real. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I say we start with the universe that's got, without a doubt, the most news. And that is, uh, without a doubt, The Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, it's had most of its Comic-Con panel revealed by Papa Feige. He went up there and introduced 
so many projects and we haven't even talked about any of them yet and uh, I am so excited to get right into it but um, Thor Love and Thunder obviously came out and uh, we got um, the news that phase four is concluding sooner than we thought this year with Black Panther Wakanda Forever and that's gonna star which I dude I didn't even know this but Riri Williams is gonna be in that movie too Yes, I didn't know that Ironheart was going to make an appearance in that movie until I saw the trailer, which looks absolutely incredible. I'm not going to lie. I've said it on the channel. Besides a few movies and a couple TV shows, Marvel Phase 4 has been a bit of a dud for me. So I've been looking forward to Black Panther Wakanda Forever because it the even the trailer was a little bit more serious in tone, and I think we're all pretty much interested to see what they're going to do and how they're going to handle Chadwick's. But She-Hulk was also, I mean, announced, but we knew that was coming, and that's underway right now. There's two episodes out as of this recording. I haven't seen the second episode, but I've largely liked it. She-Hulk's been pretty good so far. What do you think? Yeah, I like She-Hulk. If you... If you want to hear me really uh, dive into it, there's a little YouTube video I just put out. It, uh, Nothing crazy. I'm just talking about basic thoughts. I don't really get too into anything. But basically, I just said I, I like it, and I'm excited to see where it's going and what they're doing with the show. Okay. All right. Can we expect more of that? More of that? We might. We might get more of that, depending on how busy my life gets. But it's actually something we want to start doing. We're going to call it Minutes in the Multiverse. It's basically because we got, what, Andor coming out. We got Rings of Power coming out. We got Bad Batch Season 2. We got all this stuff coming out real soon. And no way are we going to be able to sit down for an hour with each of these shows and talk about them. So I'm thinking maybe every week when a new episode comes out, maybe a five-minute video I think would be good enough. And then after the whole series is, whole season, I'd say, is out, then we'd come back as a group and talk about it as a whole. Yes, absolutely. And I definitely want, like, because Rings of Power, I'm pretty sure, they've sunk $500 million into a season of television. So (laughs) I would hope, my hope is, and the reactions have been pretty good, that it's going to be pretty epic. But yes, the Minutes in the Multiverse thing was a concept that we've talked about, but you kind of spearheaded that. So that's going to be something that I'm going to take advantage of when uh, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings come out. And Because what if something big happens? Like our boy Daredevil shows up in She-Hulk, which we haven't even talked about. But he's like confirmed for the show. I don't know if he's in the second episode. I'm guessing he's not. But I know he's going to be in the show, and I'm beyond excited for more Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And who knows? Who knows? Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version, is coming to theaters next week. Will we get a courtroom scene? Could it happen? I feel like that's totally within their basket. Like, dude, they totally, you know they filmed something. Will they release it? Who knows? I think that would be epic, though, you know? Yeah, any any uh, possibility of getting more Charlie Cox is a win. And I mean, since we're on the topic, Daredevil Born Again was announced at Comic-Con. I have yet to be able to talk about it with you, Ben. But yes, I am beyond excited for this. I actually just read the Born Again comic run for the first time. So that was a blast. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt that story, what they do, if it's just the title they're bringing over, or if it's concepts and ideas. Because if you watch Daredevil Season 3 on Netflix, 
it's very similar to what they did in what they do in Born Again. So I'm intrigued to see what it is. And what's most intriguing about She-Hulk is we're going to get to see Daredevil. Mm. He was in all the trailers. He was wearing the yellow suit. Charlie Cox is on the IMDb page for She-Hulk. So, yes, we get to see him. But more importantly, we get to get more information on what the heck the Netflix universe is right now because we have no idea. There's rumors of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage showing up in various titles, but we do not know anything about that right now. So I, I'm i excited for this next phase and She-Hulk to see where the Netflix universe ends up. Is it canon? Is it not canon? Are they going to do some multiverse stuff with it? We'll see. We'll see. How much do you think Daredevil's going to be involved in this story? Has there been any quotes or any leaks about how much he's going to have an impact? Or is it like a quick cameo? So all the quotes and interviews I've seen, basically they feel like that that they're just referencing the one scene he's in in the in the trailer we all see mm. him on the rooftop turning around meeting uh, Jennifer Walters She Hulk so I'm not sure how much of the show he'll be in but we'll see what he does for the story because he's him and Vincent D'Onofrio are confirmed for Echo yeah and then they're yep. also confirmed to come back in his, his own show Daredevil Born Again so we we're gonna get to track him through this. And that's coming out in 2024, though. We're going to have to wait quite a while for that. But 18 episodes. the ve- <laughs> I can't remember the last TV show that got greenlit for 18 episodes. When would, That's like cable television, man. They must have so- something cooking. Because I could see Spider-Man showing up in that. I could see any number of street-level heroes. Well, yeah, you heard Kevin Feige say himself that Daredevil and Spider-Man are the street-level heroes. Mm -hmm. So I think a team-up with them two is a no-brainer. I just am confused because as of right now, Sony and Marvel Studios have not confirmed anything with Tom Holland. At least not that I know of. Nothing. And it's just a little interesting because what... You know, there were a lot of rumors where Tom Holland was like, you know, maybe it's time to pass the torch. Maybe it's time to someone else to pick up the mantle. I don't want that, but are we not going to... They can't do that, right? I don't know. And it's also really interesting with uh, Charlie Cox coming into Spider-Man freshman year. He's also voice acting in that. So it's going to be weird to see what they do with that because we know Tom Holland is not voice acting in freshman year. So, yeah, I don't... He's got to be coming back. It just feels wrong for him not to come back, especially with the way they left him off at the end of No Way Home. He's got more story to tell. He's got more stories with Daredevil. He's got more street-level heroes to fight. And, I mean, someone we never talk about, Michael Mando, was in the in the end credit scene for Spider-Man Homecoming. If you don't know Michael, Man- Michael Mando, he uh, plays Nacho in Better Call Saul. So the fact that that show is over now, he's... He's free. You can bring Michael Mando back and have give him a story. Because he was Scorpion, wasn't it? Like, yeah. He has the identity or the same alter ego as Scorpion. Yeah, and I think he the has a Scorpion tattoo on his neck. I think I remember that, yeah. But he also interacted with Michael Keaton's Vulture, who is now in the Morbius universe. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what Sony's doing? It's a big question mark. Mm, maybe if they re-released Morbius... Re-re-released Morbius. 
we would have a better understanding. But yeah, I, I would you say that's probably your most well. Let's just let's just run through these, because we also got a name for this Sega, the Multiverse Sega, and I, I dude, how in the world? Are we going to have another Infinity War and Endgame on our hands? Because it ends with two Avengers movies coming out in the same year. 2025 is going to have two Avengers films. Now, whether they stick to that, who knows? But Marvel has been the most consistent out of any of the big franchises to keep their release dates or at least push them back a little bit. So who knows if that's the case, but for right now, we're looking at a 2025 with two Avengers films. And I think they did that one time with another franchise. I believe it was The Matrix, that they released two movies in one year because they filmed it all at the same time, which I'm assuming that's what they're going to do for this. But that's going to be absolutely insane. Kang is the big bad, we know that, but Secret Wars is the one to come after the Kang Dynasty. So that is even more interesting, and all of the rumors of, I, know, I believe you know this now, Doctor Doom, maybe, possibly, this is a rumor at this point, so it's not spoiling anything, but Doctor Doom could be appearing in Wakanda forever. We don't know for sure, but there are heavy rumors that he has been cast and has filmed scenes for Wakanda forever, and we only have, what, three months left to wait? So... Yeah, and that only makes sense, especially with the Secret Wars announcement. We know that uh, regardless of which Secret Wars they're adapting, the OG or the, the newer one, Doctor Doom is a main player in both stories. So he he's for sure coming if they're doing Secret Wars. And, I mean, I'm just looking at this, the Phase 6 announcement. We got, what, one, two, three, four, seven unannounced titles in that, and two of which are coming out in between the two Avengers films. Which that's so interesting because what do you do between those films? You give us do you pull? Marvel. Do you yeah right? Do you pull <laughs> a Captain an Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp type deal? Something super small scale or I don't know, man. I feel like at that point you could have something big on TV and just have people watch it. But yeah, th- so Black Panther is going to conclude Phase Four at the end of this year, and we move into Phase Five with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, which day by day looks even more epic because we got confirmed Modoc is going to be in the movie and the big bad is Kang or a variant of Kang. It's probably not going to be the Kang that appears in Avengers 5 and 6, I guess. But who knows? Who who could we what kind of variant could we see? An ultra evil Kang? I definitely feel like it. And it'll be really cool being able to see Kang this early because with Thanos, we didn't really get a big dose or, yeah, big dose of, or dose? Is that the right word? That's right. Yeah, big dose of Thanos until, I guess, Guardians maybe, but really until Infinity War. So it'll be really interesting to see him as not only a main villain here, but also as a main villain in Loki Season 2. I've been scrounging for details because I'm not going to lie, besides No Way Home, Loki has been my favorite project that Marvel Studios has done in Phase 4. Everything in that show worked for me, except for some of the fight choreography. <laughs> but it was all so good because it was also interesting and also important to the MCU. So it was like having this story be so integral and also introducing the big bad was so interesting to me. So 
having him be in all of these... Pro- I mean, he could show up in anything, you know, before the Kang Dynasty in 2025. But this is going from movies. We then have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I'm pretty sure the cast went up on Comic-Con and started, like, crying because it was so emotional for them, which is awesome. I love to see the passion there from all of the cast and crew there, especially from James Gunn, who... I mean, we, we all know what he's been through, getting fired and then rehired. You can't have anyone else do Guardians besides no. him. Yeah. He's going to do it so well. With the Guardians franchise, we like to look at it. So with all the MCU movies, the trilogies, they really can't stand alone as their own trilogy. But I think with James Gunn doing this and uh, wrapping up the story, whatever they do, it'll be really cool to look at the Guardians trilogy as a trilogy and see where it could place with the great trilogies of mm. all time and see if it can even fit in there. Well, yeah, the one problem is Gamora. Mm-hmm. You can't go, you can't just watch one, two, and then go right into three. You have to watch Infinity War and Endgame. And I mean, who's going to complain about having to rewatch those, you know? But after that, Ant Man comes in February, Guardians comes in May, The Marvels comes, I believe, in November of that. No, 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 no. Marvels comes in June. Uh, July. July. Yes. And that is going to have Iman Vellani. It's going to have, ooh, what's her name? Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. I'm trying to think of her superhero alter ego name. It's something like Quantum Quasar. Quasar. No, no, I'm not. I'm thinking of the wrong character. But yeah, they're all going to be in it. I really, we don't really know any details beyond that that I know of. Otherwise, it's just that we know that Captain Marvel has switched places with in Monvalani's Mist Marvel, and that is all we know. So, and then in November of 2023, so we're getting four MCU films. We have Blade in November, and that is going to be Mahershala Ali. Black Knight probably is going to appear due to the Eternals post credit scene, which is epic because I love that actor. And with Blade, this is also where the Netflix universe comes back into play because Mahershala Ali, he plays a villain in season two of Luke Cage. Yes. So if you, I don't know, it's just, I'm just excited to see how they explain the Defenders saga right now. Do you even think they will? Because, I mean, this is the multiverse saga. They could just not say anything. I know, they... But I have to know if the Charlie Cox I'm watching is the same one. Until I'm told otherwise, I'm treating him as the same guy. Yeah. But it's just, just enough has happened to where I'm not convinced. Okay. I mean, there hasn't been much. He just sat down and said, I'm a really good lawyer, and then dipped for a while. But, I mean, hey, listen, we've only got a couple weeks to, more weeks to wait. Um, and then the May, I believe it's May of the next year, it's Captain America, the New World Order. And that is, I'm going to assume it's going to be Sam Wilson. Uh, I would assume also that Bucky is going to appear in that movie. Otherwise, that's all we know. But then that's also followed up by the Thunderbolts. And that caps off Phase 5, I believe. Obviously, there's a bunch of TV series in the middle. But for movies, the Thunderbolts is going to be like the huge ending of that. And if you don't know who the Thunderbolts are, it's basically a team of evil Avengers, but they're not evil in the public eye. It's the it's kind of like a boys situation where they're set up as these heroes contracted by the government, but they're not necessarily the biggest or the greatest group of people. Or even a suicide squad type deal. Yes. Um, 
In the comics, Norman Osborn, he's the one to lead them or assemble them as the Iron Patriot. Uh, we probably won't see him. I don't see a plan of that unless Sony comes out and reveals their Spider-Man plan in the middle of this. That's the thing. We, I would assume we're going to get some Spider-Man films and not just the Spider-Verse films that are coming out. And it's going to be interesting to see if at all they play into it. But um, I don't. we haven't mentioned Fantastic Four yet, have we? No, that's Phase 6. That's Phase 6. We only have three projects confirmed, but Fantastic Four is one of them. And I believe, if I'm not wrong, Fantastic Four has a director in the WandaVision showrunner who has also done work with The Boys and Game of Thrones. I believe he was just recently, if, if today if not yesterday, was announced as the director, or maybe it was a leak for the Fantastic Four, but I think it's a great choice. I loved WandaVision. He brought a very nice family aspect to it. So Yeah, Matt Shakeman is rumored to helm the reboot. That's who it is. So it's rumors at this point then. Okay. Not so certain, but probably they're going to announce it on the 9th, if not a cast. They probably won't announce the cast, but I guarantee you they'll announce a director. But that is everything on the movie side of things. Untitled Halloween special. I can't believe we haven't heard anything. It's two months away, not even as of like next week for Halloween. So I feel like there's something has to be announced. It's definitely going to get pushed back, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special is already filmed. I know that. And that's coming this year, holiday, which is probably, uh, probably going to be like an hour special, probably. Maybe that's long shooting it. I feel like it's like 30 minutes, maybe. Really? An hour feels like too much, doesn't it? For MCU-wise, I'm... I'm yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, you're producing a whole special, you know? Bits can go for five, ten minutes, you know? I don't know. I'm hoping it's a little bit longer than, like, 30 minutes. But yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath. It's not like the greatest thing in the world is going to be released there. But But anything more Guardians. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of Guardians, we haven't mentioned uh, I Am Groot yet. I don't know if you had a chance to sit down true. and watch that. I have not. Was it any good? Yeah, I, I, I say you get you get a another Guardians character appearing in it. Oh, really? Yeah, for for a little bit. That's all I'll say. But I don't know. They're 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 fun. They're, they're not designed to. They're be. about two minutes each. So oh. the commitment. I say the. I don't... <laughs> Go ahead, spoil it. No, no, no. I'm not trying to spoil it. Oh. I'm trying to find the right words, but the reward you get from it is worth the two minutes oh, you okay. sit there, so... Okay. All right. I'm going to have to. I, I'm going to have to eventually. That's something me and uh, Micah were going to podcast about. I am Groot? Yes. Is there enough to talk about for I am Groot? No, that's probably why we didn't end up uh, sitting down recording. <laughs> um, what if is getting a second season coming next year. Um, I'm hoping that there are going to be a little bit more interesting episodes of What If. There was good stuff in season one, but I feel like they just were like, what if this happened but differently in the movies? And I feel like they could take it like a, a Marvel Zombies route and go somewhere totally not here, you know? They can get really creative. Yes, and now that we know that this is the multiverse saga these multiverse stories can be important in all kinds of ways. Yes. I am hoping for something epic. Secret Invasion is coming early 2023. 
and I am more than hype. I've talked about that show, but I'm more than hype for that. We still really don't have anything to go on other than Amelia Clark, Samuel L. Jackson, Colby Smulders. All rep- well, those two are reprising their roles. Amelia Clark, we still don't know who that is, who she is, but definitely scrolls are involved. That's what we know. Echo is also coming summer of 2023, and Daredevil is obviously going to be in that as well as Kingpin. So. Yeah, last time we saw Echo, she uh, shot Kingpin in the face. So we're going to get to see how that resolves itself. I don't really know if I'm as excited for this one, but, I mean, it's going to have Daredevil in it. So that gets me more excited than anything. Um, Second season of Loki. It's filming right now, if not wrapped. And I couldn't be more excited. I think out of everything here, I oof, I cannot wait to see Loki again. Yes, especially where they left us off with that that cliffhanger and the fact that we haven't got any more of that since the first season of Loki is, I want it, maybe I'd say frustrating, but there has been multiversal stuff happening and we know it's because of Loki, but we just want to see Loki referenced in the films more blatantly. It'd be nice for them to acknowledge it, for sure. Uh, Ironheart is also coming 2023. No way this is all releasing in the same year. This is like, dude, this is so many projects. There is no way Marvel's sticking to this. Ironheart's going to get pushed back, I guarantee it. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which I, dude, I'm convinced that this is a placeholder for a Scarlet Witch TV show. I am convinced. or e- Either that or she's going to appear in the show. She's got to be in the show. I mean, there's... Dude, you cannot make a, a whole show about Agatha. Well, Marcus. especially where we left Agatha off. She's captured by Wanda in Westview or whatever the town is now after. I guess it's still Westview. She's under Wanda's... Right? Under yep. her spell. So she's going to be in it in some capacity, but we're not sure how much. That has to be a placeholder title, 100%. You know you know how they used the Serpent Society for Captain America 3 back in the day? That was like the placeholder title, and everyone thought that was going to be it, and then they came and revealed that we have a new title. That's definitely what's going to happen. And then obviously Daredevil, Born Again. And that is everything in the next three years for Marvel. I, like I said... September 9th is coming, and Kevin Feige is probably going to reveal the rest of Phase 6. I'm hoping that Ghost Rider is going to get some love. I know that Brandon Davis is hoping for a Nova. I also am. Just had to acknowledge that Brandon Davis was always there first and wanted it. So, But I would love to see something with Nova. I would also love, love, love to see something with Silver Surfer. Oof, he would be... We're about to watch Rise of Silver Surfer for Fantastic Four, so I'm telling you, man, he is such an interesting character. I am so excited for the eventual release. I mean, because eventually they're going to do it. Yeah, and I mean, with the Fantastic Four coming and uh, spoiling the end, uh, spoilers for the end of Miss Marvel, she's revealed to be a mutant. We got mutants coming at some point. We had Professor X in uh, Multiverse of Madness, so the the mutants are playing into Secret Wars in some capacity. Now, if that's because they bring Hugh Jackman over in the multiverse, or if we get a brand new Wolverine, we're going to get something with these X-Men. I would just like to see a genuine reference to 
mutants in the MCU because I don't know if like the because Miss Marvel was kind of like a setup and she was never really a mutant. I mean, they played the music, but and he said mutation, but I'd like to see a genuine acknowledgement of mutants in the MCU. And so. a great way to do that is through She-Hulk right now as she's defending uh, superhero beings. That's my thing, man. You can do and reference so many things because each... I don't know how they're going to do it if each episode is like a case you have to work on, but, dude, they could do so many things and reference so many characters. So that is going to be... I'm, I'm hoping that she takes full advantage of that. And like I said, like, dude... I'd, li- I'd just like to say, people are way over-hating that show, man. She-Hulk is not that bad, okay? The review bombs it got are ridiculous, and I'd say, like, my only really critique is I think the CGI in Episode 2 for She-Hulk is a bit... I notice it, that's all I'll say. Oh, I don't... okay. All right. It's like, yeah, you know that's not a real person. So it's really not Marvel standards, but it doesn't ruin the story for me. I still... I'm still a fan of it. And, I mean, you can go uh, watch my video. It's only six minutes. Go check it out. Exactly. How many times is Ethan going to plug the YouTube video? No, just the YouTube channel in general. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, that's that's all of Marvel, man. Out of everything, I mean, you probably know, but what are you most excited about? Is it me? Daredevil, or is it? Come on. Yes, it's Daredevil Born Again. But I want to... Ah, <laughs> what? All right, Daredevil: Born Again is what I'm most excited for. But my sleeper option is definitely Blade, especially after seeing the whole original Blade trilogy, which we also have videos on YouTube you can go watch. Just seeing Wesley Snipe play that, I'm so excited to see what a modern version of that would look like, and also seeing vampires brought into the MCU, what that will look like. Yeah, that has the potential to be something very special. And, I mean, I mentioned that, but there's Quantumania, there's Guardians 3, there's Loki Season 2. There's just so much. Secret Invasion, so much in this next upcoming phase that I can get excited for. One of the things that's super cool is that everything's so big and cosmic now, but I'd love to just see a team-up of heroes on the street level, you know? Kind of like how the Defenders did it, but in the MCU with... Daredevil, Spider-Man, you know, any one of those heroes that is based in New York, She-Hulk could even be part of the team, you know? Have any of those heroes do their thing. Like, it's just so big now to where you can have your team in space, you can have your team in the city. So, I'm just very so excited. But, dude, I'm not going to lie, I'm riding the high. I'm still, I will always be riding the high of Infinity War and Endgame. And the fact that we're going to get something to that effect with Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, that is going to be the... Oh, I'm so excited to experience that level of hype again. I don't know if it's going to be that level, but if they build it right, like I know that they probably can, then (laughs) Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars could be the coolest thing ever. Because Secret Wars is the biggest multiverse thing jamming everything into it as possible. So... Could be a tall order to make that film. But. Yes, and it'll be fun to see when those two Avengers films are coming out, how many bandwagon fans come back to the MCU. Because right now, it's real easy to hate on the MCU. It's a phase, popular thing. Phase 4 has not been good. But we also got to... The fact that they've been able to do all this during COVID and with all the 
the protocols that Disney probably were enforcing, the fact that they brought a Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness or whatever else you enjoyed, Shang-Chi, you know, I think there's still stuff in Phase 4 that I think is really good. And it's not, I mean, if you compare it to whatever uh, the DCEU put out during covid I mean, it blows it out of the water. What did, what did the DCU put out? I think what Snyder cut did Snyder cut come yeah, out? Yeah, but that doesn't count. That's was that was like in their vault, man. Suicide Squad, I guess. I don't know, but that's James Gunn. But you're right. You're absolutely right. And people have been switching up on No Way Home too. I was in a film class today, and some guys were like, "Yeah, No Way Home. It's uh, it's long and." It, the cameos don't make it worth it. Like they're like the cameos. It's just not a good movie. Of course, I I disagree with them. I think it's a great film through and through. But I just found that really interesting. People love to just hate on the MCU and the superhero genre. Dude, I am not kidding when I say this. That No Way Home is a top ten superhero movies of all time. Of all time, dude. That movie was the greatest thing when it came out. It's still good, man. Go back and watch it. And that's before the re-release. Yeah. We got to see exactly. this more fun stuff. We still got 11 minutes of unseen footage, man. But why is it popular to hate on the MCU? Well, it's just a popular thing to hate on the MCU, yes. But why is it popular to hate on No Way Home? When it came out, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. The cameos absolutely make it worth it, but it's also a great personal tale of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like, what is the deal with people nowadays, man? We can still like good stuff. Just because it's popular in the MCU doesn't mean we have to hate on everything the MCU does. And you don't have to like everything the MCU does either. I definitely don't. Yeah, you can be a fan. Like, I'd, I'd say now, more than ever, you can compare... Marvel Studios to a sports team. You know, mm. you got Kevin Feige as the coach and then all these other players doing their parts. And sometimes they have bad games. Like me and you, we both did not like Thor Love and Thunder. But we did both love No Way Home. So it's just, they can put out bad stuff, yes. But they can also put out really good stuff. Yeah. So I think we just, you can't just assume, oh, She-Hulk's coming out. I'm not watching that. The MCU's been buns. Mm, Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Yeah. Is She-Hulk the greatest thing since sliced bread? No. (laughs) Is it as bad as, like, review bombing at a night? Like, no. It's not that bad, guys. Jeez, calm down. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting tired. I'm getting sick and tired of seeing all these (laughs) videos. It's like, dude, the MCU fell off. Just wait, man. We are getting so much good stuff. This next year, I guarantee you, People are switching it up. Guaranteed, man. Black Panther is going to be huge. You know? It's going to be huge, man, to see how they deal with it. I guarantee. They've been sleeping on this movie. There's a reason they delayed it for so long. You know? Then Ant-Man's going to be peak. Guardians Volume 3. I I have never been more confident in a project than I have been in Volume 3. You know? That's, excuse me, that's going to be so good. Marvel's, that's going to be a little iffy. But Blade ends the year, man. And that's not even the TV shows that are coming out. So let's just, please. Yeah, and if anything, I'd say that Phase 4 is doing a good job at uh, sifting out the fake fans. You know, getting, Mm -hmm. getting the people we don't want in this fandom out of here. Yes. 
I will always be a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Unless they start, like, really going off the rails, I really love their style of storytelling. And I think everyone else does, too. I just think it's popular to voice your opinion negatively on it. I mean, bring Star Wars into it. That sequel trilogy, man. Terrible. Yes. Depending on who you ask, but I know you, Ben. You hate it. Yeah. Are you done with Star Wars? Absolutely not. It's my favorite franchise out there. So... It's not just because it's popular on something. doesn't mean that everything that comes out is bad. That would be like going to see <laughs> the movies and then not watching Mando. I know a guy who did that. I feel bad for him because both seasons of Mando are absolutely peak Star Wars television. So I, there you go. You can do with that what you will. But um, Sleeper, for me, has got to go with um, Secret Invasion. No one's talking about that. And yet it's coming out in less than a year. And it's going to be huge, man. I can't wait for Secret Invasion. That's going to be epic. But that's Marvel for you, man. They are without a doubt the leader in this game and have so much coming out in the next three years. And I really, really am looking forward to it. So, moving gears, where do you want to go now? Let's go with something less known. Uh, Let's go with... Should we just go superhero to superhero? You want to go DC? Yeah, let's go DC's DC, got man. a lot going on right now. And not much of it is good. No. <laughs> it's a lot of bad things. Let's, <laughs> I, I just want to say from the outset, I feel bad for everyone involved with Bad Girl. I was not particularly interested in that movie. But I really feel bad for everyone involved. Those directors, every, like Michael Keaton and uh, Leslie, oh, what's her name? I'm blanking on the Batgirl actress's name, but, dude, the fact that they deleted all the footage, too, to everything like that, oh, that is sad stuff, man. <laughs> I, could you imagine that? No. You, imagine. It happened. I can't... This is what I can't imagine, is working on something like that for years, and then the studio just pulling it out, saying, nope, all that work you put into it, no one's ever going to see it, no one's going to get to appreciate this. The representation that uh, people were about to get, that's gone. It's, I just sucks. Why not put it out? Why not put it out? And I, I can point to, like, one thing, because I'm like, maybe, I don't know, like, because they, they got a new head. David Zaslav, he's the head of Warner Bros. now. He canceled a ton of stuff. A lot of crap projects, you know. Would I have liked to see Batgirl? Yeah. Am I sad that they canceled it, though? Not really. I don't really care for that movie. Just straight up, I don't care. So the fact that he is now canceling a bunch of stuff, and also I believe there's been a couple of delays with Shazam being now March 17th, 2023, and Aquaman all the way to December 25th, 2023. Yeah, that happened just yesterday. Yeah. So (laughs) DC is still active and... Moving stuff around, canceling things. Who knows what the Flash will come to. Right now, it's still there for June 23rd, 2023. So, I would... I really don't know, man. That's going to be interesting to see what plays out from that. But Black Adam is still slated for October 21st. So, I... Are you looking forward to that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, what do you think about that, man? Am I looking forward to it, or am I going to the theaters to see it? Because... Uh, no, I'm not looking forward to Black Adam. I 
I could care less. I know that I know Dwayne the Rock. He's super pumped about the the film, but nah, I don't. I, DC man, they have not done enough to give me hope in the universe they're building. They don't really even know what universe they're building. If they're gonna just reset it with the Flash, who who knows what they're doing? I just I have no faith in any of their projects. Sure, Suicide Squad was good and. Peacemaker, I hear great things about, but no, nah, I, I don't know what DC's League of Super Pets was all right, but <laughs> they uh, they definitely don't have direction right now. And they even said, yeah, we're looking for a guy like Kevin Feige. And I'm not sure if, did they recently bring someone in to be that guy? Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Is that, is that, I think that's who you're referencing, but I'm not going to lie, I like the moves that DC's making right now. Delaying their films so that they can make them a little bit more quality and canceling a bunch of crap. All those CW shows were canceled or given their final season. The Flash was given its final season. All those CW, Batgirl, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, done. Superman and Lois is still alive and well, though. That's because I've heard great things about it, and so it's probably good. I feel like David Zaslav, he came in and he was like, all right, I'm canceling all the crap. We are not going to see any of this crap. And we're gonna move forward. And there, there are rumors that the Snyderverse will be restored. I don't, dude. I really don't know what to believe at this point because we said it at one point, and then we have the movie. So That's what, let's let's have this conversation again after Black Adam comes out, and it's it's good or not. Then we can accurately judge how we'll view the rest of DC. Yeah, sure, they're canceling a lot of crap, but that means they were also producing a lot of crap to begin with. But does that mean everything they're putting out next is not going to be bad? We don't know. That doesn't mean anything. I think next year DC fandom is going to be really interesting, you know, to see what is announced because, I mean, obviously the money move would be to restore the Snyderverse. In my opinion, I am a full-blown Snyder fan. You know me. I love. Well, I don't know fans, anyone so. who isn't a fan of the Snyder Dude. Justice League in some degree. No, dude, there are haters of that universe. Like, big time. <laughs> People hate that universe. They're like, dude, this is the worst thing in the world. Like, I'll post something and just get random comments like, just, this is the worst thing ever. Until Snyder ruined the characters. I'm like, dude, no, no. But I would say a cash money move across all accounts would be to bring back Henry Cavill as Superman. He is Superman. Bring him back. He needs to be the face. You know, I, I, I don't see the face of DC being Black Adam. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not going to be the face of DC. I don't want to see Black Adam as the face of DC. I don't think anyone wants that. I want to see Batman and Superman as the face of DC. The Flash, Green Lantern, all those major heroes. Don't build your universe off of an anti-hero like Black Adam. That's a bunch of crap. So, I mean, Shazam. He's Dude, he's a B character, bro. And he's getting, he's had two movies now before Superman has had two. What, what's going on here? Ant-Man's going to get a trilogy before Superman gets a second movie. But it's the world we live in. So it's, it, I just, DC has the most iconic characters. But they're not now because Marvel is producing quality content. Not recently, but I just don't like the state that it's in right now. It's very frustrating, you know? So, yeah, it's just, that's the fate we're in right now. Very frustrating, and 
not much hope on the horizon uh, for DC. But honestly, the one that I am most excited for, though, which we haven't talked about yet, is Matt Reeves, the yes. Batman 2. I just had that pulled up, yeah. So it's <laughs> if there's anything to have faith in, the directors and all of the higher-ups at Warner Bros. has said that he has been given as much time as he needs to perfect and work on the script. So I guarantee you it's going to be a while since we since we see a, a second Batman movie, but that's fine by me because if it's as good as the first one, I'm, that's fine. Take as much time as you need, man. That's set in a different universe, so I don't need content produced every month to consume. I just need peak. And so that's what they've delivered, and I want I want that man because the Batman was a top t- a top tier superhero film, that is for sure. So I'm very much looking forward to the Batman too. Who's gonna be the villain? Is it gonna be Joker, I think Mr. Freeze. Who's it gonna uh, be? Who's it gonna be? They love their Joker at DC. I'll say that. Hard advice. Hard and advice. I mean Joker. We're gonna talk about Joker too with. Uh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> oh Joaquin gosh. Phoenix. Oh my god! That is a set release date, correct? Yeah, I think it's like 2024. It's far away, but dude, what? That of all of the announcements, that is the biggest scratch my head. You're gonna create a Joker musical, October fourth, 2024. What? What? I'm pretty sure fans of the first Joker movie don't even want to see that. And Lady Got dude, that is interesting to me. I hope they cancel that. <laughs> I, I do. I They're do. not canceling Joker too. Come on, not without much. That would be like canceling it, Morbius too. Come on, it made too much money. <laughs> Just because it made that much money doesn't mean you need a sequel, bro. Uh, so that's DC for you. Very frustrating, very frustrating universe to be a part of and a fan of. But I, but, uh, I don't know. Just go watch with... Superman and Lois. Yeah, there and you go. Some love. Just go. I started it after uh, watching Super Pets, and I don't. I I've watched four episodes. I haven't gone back to it in a while, but it's good enough to where I am going to make an effort to go back to it. So yeah, check that out. It's about the the only thing DC's putting out right now. Well. One thing I want to talk about is something that I know not much about, and it's a show that has just concluded in Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you have watched that though. And for fans of that show, I just want to, I want to, I want you to give voice to that universe and where it's at right now. Yeah, the Vince Gilligan Breaking Bad universe now has three titles in the books. We got Breaking Bad. We got the post-Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, and then we got the the prequel series, Better Call Saul, and I mean, I'll just say it right now, this is by far the best cinematic universe I've ever been able to be in. The way that Vince Gilligan tightly oversaw everything, and how tightly knitted it is, it just, it's such a rewarding viewing, just watching Better Call Saul. Like, I was watching, especially season six, the story they tell in it, and the, the way they wrap up basically every character story within this season it was it was crazy it was awesome and just watching better call Saul immediately when you finish that you're like man I got to go back rewatch the entirety of breaking bad it's just they are their companion piece i can't imagine one without the other now because they take this lawyer from breaking bad who's mainly there for comic relief 
and now they give him a spinoff. They give him this intense, long, drawn-out, which for some people get bo- gets boring sometimes, but it's just a long, drawn-out character drama of Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, and he's now my favorite character in this whole universe, Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill, and I'd say it's definitely worth watching. Season 6 was, like, the fact that they produced it, got it out during COVID, and how good it was. Like, I don't know what, you look on IMDb, that, that last stretch is great. Now, is it as good as Breaking Bad? Depends on who you ask. I'd say the, the story and the writing and the cinematography, definitely better and Better Call Saul. But they're just, they're two completely different shows. you got to get that right. Better Call Saul is a, an intense character drama. And I'd say Breaking Bad's also a character drama, but it's more like an action character drama. So, yeah, Better Call Saul. Check it out. I mean, come on. Great series. It The finale is different than the Breaking Bad finale. I'll say that. It they're two completely different shows, so you get two completely different finales. But yeah, what do you how get? would you recommend watching it? Oh. Breaking Bad first. Breaking or? Bad first for sure. Okay, but Better Call Saul. Correct me if I'm wrong. Takes place before Breaking Bad. Yes, but elements take place after Breaking Bad. Okay, so, so definitely you, watch Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, you first. definitely need Breaking Bad first. This is ideal viewing order, right? Breaking Bad. Yep. Then the movie El Camino. Okay. And then Better Call Saul. And then watch Breaking Bad again. So that that's how it has to be done. Either way, you're watching Breaking Bad twice. Okay. So. All right. Well, I've heard it great things. And because of all the memes and everyone's constant harassment, I dude, I'm going to watch it. I'm watching Breaking Bad. I'm going to start it. And I've got time at school now. I'm almost done with the Silmarillion, too. So I, I've really been working my butt off to finish that before Rings of Power. But... I'm almost done with that. Once I finish The Silmarillion, I'm going to start Breaking Bad because I've seen too much from that show, and I, I still don't know the ending of Breaking Bad, even to this day. Spoiler free, let's so, go. So yeah. I would like to go into that show. I've finished Lost, so I am not currently watching anything right now, and I'm looking forward to it. Not the longest show in the world either, 45-minute episodes. 62 episodes. Exactly. It's not bad. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's considered the best by numerous yes yes it is i st- i did watch it though i stopped after season two i've watched two full seasons and then i stopped so i'm interested to go back and see that again so i'm looking forward to it man i am very excited but uh we're gonna save the other amc universe for later uh, i would like to go to star wars now um we're gonna switch gears and go from the streets of Moss Espa? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> dum, We're going to switch. Of... No, right here. We're going to switch things up and move from the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico, to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> in at, Andor's going to be released next month. we got a new release date. If not, it would be coming out in like six days. Um, but now it's coming out September 21st. So, But a three-episode premiere mm. for Andor. And... From all intents and purposes, I, this was the last character I would have wanted a Disney Plus show for, but it's looking pretty good, man. I'm not going to lie. It seems like an actual show. It's going to have 12 episodes. We're, I'm, dude, we're watching this all the way up until like late November, early December. 
Like this is going to be the rest of the year with Andor. So that's going to be really insane. And well, you, we got, is this a 12 episode season? 12 episodes. Yeah, holy yeah. cow. 12 episodes, bro. And you showed me something yesterday that says that it's not really a fan service focused show. Yeah, no fan service is the quote they used. So that, that hopefully means a good story is what we're going to get because fan service is something that fandoms like to use. I mean, MCU's the big one for it, but I mean, Star Wars is no exception when it comes to fan service. Yeah, so I, I think Book of Boba, the only reason anyone looks fondly on that show is because of the fan service. Mando, Luke. Cad Bane, you know, it, not Boba Fett. <laughs> so, I mean, you could even accuse Mandalorian Season 2 of being like that, even though I think Mandalorian Season 2 is one of the best pieces of Star Wars fiction out there. Um, but Andor really, it really looks like it's going to focus on Andor and rebellion leaders and not that important characters. We might see a Jedi or two pop up, but I'm not really there for that, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing a gritty Rogue One-esque type story in Andor. And we get three episodes on September 21st. And those are going to be on Wednesdays. She-Hulk's going to be on Thursday. And Rings of Power is going to be on Friday. So when those three are premiering on the same week, it's going to be a busy week. Yeah, and that's hopefully when we got our uh, minutes in the multiverse in full swing. Hopefully uh, with all that stuff coming out, you guys have content from us to enjoy. But we'll... We'll see how hectic things get. But, mm -hmm. yeah, also September 1st, they're re-releasing Rogue One in theaters. So in IMAX. I didn't hear this. Oh, was, was this news that was announced? This is news to me. Yeah, so they're re-releasing it in select IMAX theaters. What? So we're going to have to go see that. 100% we're going to go see it? Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm hot. That's like my, <laughs> dude, I'm pretty sure I have that, like, top ten on my list. I love that movie. Like, I, out of all movies? Out of the Star Wars movie. Oh. Star Wars movies. Like, projects, you know? Oh, I hope it's in your top ten. Rogue One is so good, man. I love that movie. The ending with Vader as he slaughters the rebels in that ship. It's a, it's a great movie. I love that movie. Um, and also, I mean, here's the thing, though. The Tales of the Jedi is also something that was announced during Celebration. And that was also given a fall date. Nothing specific, but it said it was coming out during the fall, so... Who knows what's going to happen with that? I'm assuming September 9th is going to reveal when the heck that's going to come out. But I'm, I'm assuming either Tales of the Jedi or Bad Batch, probably Tales of the Jedi, is going to get pushed back to early 2023. But either one of those shows is going to happen during this year because, dude, they've been sitting on Bad Batch Season 2 for a long time. Like, they were done and finished in, like, the spring. So they've been sitting on it for a while. But both of those have been coming out in the fall. Good epic trailer, Cody, everything cool in the Bad Batch. I'm looking forward to Bad Batch Season 2. Did you finish Season 1, by the way? I have not. I'm eight episodes through Season 1, so oh boy. That's, that, that, that's something i got to tackle, too. Man. But, I mean, yeah, they've been uh, putting out some Bad Batch Lego sets, so we can be getting hyped for that. That is true. The Cad Bane ship, right? Yes. The Justifier? That's pretty epic. That's in stores now, so go buy it. Yeah, you know what's not in stores? The freaking ATT, man. I'm trying to get my hands on Cody. Uh, that was it. I saw that in Target. Yesterday. No, you did not. Yeah, I have a picture of it. I'll show you later. Which Target? The one in uh, Yorkville. I, dude, straight up, I might go buy that. 
You know what? Dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. I want that so you. bad. You kidding me? I want that so bad. Dude, I got to get food, though. I'm starving. Uh, anyway, Star Wars Visions. Spring 2023. I am not hyped for that. Here. At do, all. Do what you will with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> are you kidding me, bro? $160 my butt. I'm totally getting this. I moved that off the shelf, too. Oh. So that... I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is 140 Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at those. But you'd pay 160 Dude, look at those 212 troopers, man. you got to save your money for Black Friday. Oh, shoot. You're right. That's true. That's pretty epic, man. So, Star Wars Visions. Yes, yeah. Star Wars Visions. Not hyped. I did not like Star Wars Visions when it came out. I'm not going to lie. Did you watch that at all? Yeah. I uh, surprisingly did watch it. Oh, yeah. Wait. Dude, we freaking covered it on the show. Pretty sure. That's probably why I watched it and why I haven't yeah. watched Bad Batch. That's just what we got to do. We got to cover things on this show, so I actually there watch you it. Go. Then you'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, Ahsoka is coming Ooh, out in 2023. Oh yeah. Now, that one, I am hyped. 2023, probably, I would guess summer, maybe early fall. 2023. Yep. Time travel show, maybe. Fingers crossed. And dude, it's <laughs> not going to be a time travel show. If it is... That would be something else. Doctor Who and me. But listen, man. There are rumors out there that Dave Filoni filmed in live action the duel on Malachor in Rebel Season 2. Live action Vader, live action Ahsoka, dueling it out on Malachor. Yes, I remember talking with you about this. I mean, they already did that scene basically in Kenobi. How hard is it to just shoot it again with Ahsoka? Mm -hmm. Rosario Dawson in there. That show I feel like is going to... I would love it if they got Kevin Kiner, me being a music guy. I would love it if they got him back to do the score. He was the one who came up with the Ahsoka theme, so that would be great. Uh, season three of The Mandalorian also got a release window. That's February 2023. That's confirmed. And with everything that's coming out, it lo it's looking also like it's going to be huge and insane, dude. Mandalore, Bo-Katan, Porgs, Christopher Lee. No, not Christopher Lee. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, that's Lots right. Lots of yeah. interesting things, man, for Mando season Yeah, Mando three. season three is the time travel show that's it. yeah because it's got christopher lloyd of course yeah so that's gonna be pretty insane too we also got uh star wars skeleton crew which is with jude law it's supposed to be the stranger things style star wars show hmm. doesn't really have me that excited i'm not gonna lie jude law is great but i don't know anything about this project and I, there are so many like again there are so many things you could do with Star Wars, and we're going to do a, a, a teen space drama. I don't want that. I, I, want, I, want, I want a Sith show. And we're going to get that in the Acolyte, hopefully. But we still have not gotten much update for that show either. So Rogue Squadron has been indefinitely delayed. So, it, dude, as you get going, Star Wars is kind of a little bit disappointing with some of their release dates and windows and I mean who, who knows when we're going to see a movie again in theaters well I do Rogue One but a <laughs> new a, movie yes a yes. new movie that'll be a day though when a Star Wars movie comes back to theaters yep it's been forever it's been so long 2019 man three years we've gone three long years though <laughs> very very <laughs> long years but yeah man that's everything for Star Wars no news on Lando the project back in the day that was released, no news on that. Uh, Range of the New Republic has definitely been shelved, and so 
this is basically our upcoming schedule for uh, Star Wars movies. So that's that's everything for that, man. Very excited for Andor. I'll say that. Very, very excited for Andor. It looks The trailers have made it look very, very epic. So they just released a scene, I think, online too. So that's pretty cool. We're also getting uh, Kenobi, Return of a Jedi, um, on Disney Plus Day, September yeah, 9th. Documentary that's about be, the making of yeah. Kenobi. So you're probably going to get to see some an Obi-Wan Hayden reunion in there. So that'll be really cool. But yeah, just, just to avoid confusion... Some people were thinking this is Kenobi season two. No. It is not Kenobi season two. No, no, it is not. <laughs> so that's Star Wars. What are you? Well, we kind of talked about it, but what are you most excited about for Star Wars? Uh, pro- so definitely Ahsoka, but right now the, the Andor feeling is hitting me. Mm-hmm. So I'd say Andor just because of how how close it is. Yeah, that's good stuff. Ahsoka is definitely the one for me. It's got to be Mando's going to be good too. But that is Star Wars. That is the news. Nothing big lately. Just the hype for Andor is getting more intense. I will say that. But speaking of a universe that uh, is dead, not figuratively, but literally, The Walking Dead uh, is going through quite the overhaul right now with many spinoffs being announced. Uh, And one of their shows and spinoffs... Uh, taking light in Tales of the Walking Dead. We've had three episodes released as of right now, I'm pretty sure. I have not seen any of them as I forgot about the show. <laughs> um, but you have seen two of them, correct? Yes, I watched the first two and uh, it's definitely something. <laughs> it's a show that exists? It's, a, co- it's a COVID show for sure. Ouch. And uh first episode was pretty basic. You know, you had a Walking Dead story. Just new characters doing things. In the Walking Dead universe. And then episode two, I won't spoil it, but it got weird. Episode two is weird. And it's definitely a concept we've never seen in the Walking Dead before. Um, was it a good concept? <laughs> it, it's a very confusing concept. Oh. Unexplained. It, so it's Groundhog Day in the Walking Dead universe. Oh. But they never really explain how any of it happened. And then the end, you're left wondering if any of it did happen. So it it was our it was interesting, but why you have six episodes to tell any story you want in the Walking Dead universe? Yep. And that is definitely these first two are definitely not ones I would have picked. Hmm. While I do love that Terry Crews is in the Walking Dead universe now, and the fact that he could potentially show up and interact with our main characters in The Walking Dead, I find so fun. But other than that, this show really isn't bringing too much to The Walking Dead universe. With that being said, though, there is episode three out right now, which stars uh, the actress who plays Alpha. So that that one is apparently the best-reviewed one. But I haven't watched it yet, so I can't say. People have been saying that that one's pretty, pretty good. But I don't know. I'm going to watch them, but it's probably not going to be very soon. But what I will watch is the final eight episodes of The Walking Dead, which premieres October 1st, correct? October 2nd. October 2nd. Yes. And that is going to be the end of the show. They released a trailer, Comic-Con, which looks pretty epic. And the trailer started with Rick in the hospital playing... The return to compassion theme that we know and love 
from the very first season, bro. When I heard that, I was oh, it was it was good feelings, good feelings all again. And in the trailer, Daryl also has Rick's gun. And I will just say this: if Rick doesn't appear, I do not care. I, that is just where I'm at right now. Their story is not very interesting in The Walking Dead. I don't really care about many of the characters besides the characters I've grown to love over the course of the years. Every new character is not that interesting. They, most of the characters that I know and love aren't that interesting. Rosita has been in the show since season four and she's given like two, three scenes and she's just a mom now. That's the direction they're taking these characters and it's a little confusing. But these episodes were filmed out of COVID and they are obviously allowed to do a lot more now. So hopefully I'm expe I'm expecting a lot more and I really don't know how they can end the show without Rick. Even though, if you would like to talk about the show that was announced. Yeah, the Rick and Michonne spinoff was announced at Comic-Con. They both had uh, Andrew Lincoln and Denai Guerrero come up on the Comic-Con stage and that's coming out in 2023. So yeah, we, we know Rick and Michonne are coming back. But like you said, will it be in the show? It feels weird now that they have their own spinoff. And that really a lot of our favorite characters are going off into their own spinoff. So will The Walking Dead end? Or will it kind of just come to a close and then all our characters go off to their many spinoffs? We got a Daryl Solo spinoff. We got a Maggie Negan uh, Dead City spinoff which they just changed the title. I think that's right. We got the Rick and Michonne spinoff. So now we got all these characters doing their own shows, all these characters we love. Why can't why can't they be in this show again? Right. In this show we do love. <laughs> why don't we get a 12th season of The Walking Dead? Yeah. It's, it's really weird to me. And it does beg the question, how are they going to end this legacy show? This show that was once the biggest show on TV. This is their 11th season. They have eight episodes to conclude the story that was The Walking Dead. The only way that makes sense is with Rick somehow. But how do you bring Rick back in the finale and then also make his spinoff compelling? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's a tall task. Uh, can they get it done? Yeah. <laughs> I have my doubts. But, dude, they're they're having a huge party over there in California for the ending. They were, yeah. So, so like, they can't just, like, it's got to be satisfying in some sort of way, you know? Hopefully. It'll just be weird when we have these numerous spinoffs coming out. You have Daryl all alone. Right. You're like, man, oh, whoa. Man, he could be interacting with Maggie <laughs> and Negan over here. Or Maggie and Negan could be with Rick and Michonne over here. It's just so weird. And I read months ago that the reason that they're doing it this way is because Netflix has a deal with The Walking Dead that whenever a new season of The Walking Dead comes out, it has to go on Netflix. So the theory is that they're ending the show just so that AMC Plus can hold the rights to these shows opposed to Netflix. Which is such a stupid move when you're trying to create a compelling cinematic universe whether it be on the film screen or the tv screen 
All of that makes for a horrible TV. So I'll say this. I have a lot of doubts when it comes to the Walking Dead universe. Uh, do you know if they're doing more with uh, Fear the Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. Fear, Fear's coming back. I uh, don't know when or how, but uh, we have Madison returning as a lead character. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I am behind on Fear the Walking Dead. I did not watch the last eight episodes. So, so behind to me is ahead of the rest of the world because I don't I have not met one other person like physically like I know online people watch The Walking Dead yeah. or Fear the Walking Dead but I've never met someone who's actually watched it so the Fear the Walking Dead fans are uh, near and dear yeah I don't know man It Rick's gotta appear he's just gotta I, I mean, we could talk that sort of death but it's gotta be Rick he's the one I care about the first two chunks of season 11 were not great. There was a few good episodes, but they just, at the end of the day, it's just not compelling. It's just not interesting television series. Like, it's just, that's just the way it is. I wish it wasn't, but unfortunately, this is the universe that we live in when it comes to The Walking Dead. So, Fortunately, that's where we're at. But, yeah, definitely, definitely very excited for the Rick and Michonne spinoff. Two characters I love and two characters who love each other. Yeah, regardless of how The Walking Dead uh, main show ends, I'm going to be there for the Rick and Michonne spinoff. I want them to end the, the main show as best as they can. But either way, if it ends good, it ends bad. You know I'm going to tune in and see Andrew Lincoln on screen again. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people will, too, because Rick is, like, top-tier character in all of fiction. But the last universe that I want to dive into here is actually the universe that is going to uh, see us next week. And it's making a return from its hiatus since, oh, 2014, I think, was the last entry in this universe. That is, of course, the Lord of the Rings universe. The Hobbit Battle of Five Armies was December 2014, and now in September of 2022, Lord of the Rings in that universe makes its debut back on not the silver screens, but our TV screens in Rings of Power. And this is a show that has been... I have never seen one good thing talked about about this show. Like, everyone I've met is... So skeptical. They hated what they've seen. Online, the reviews are horrible, except for the early reactions. Everyone hates it from what they've seen from the trailers. But if you go online and you look at the early reactions from people, they all are good. They say that the expansiveness of this show and the scope is huge and the budget is not sorely used. So, like... The characters, it remains to be seen if it's going to be compelling. But this era in Middle-earth is not told. There is no books about this. There is the Silmarillion, which takes place before this. Lord of the Rings, which takes place after this. But this period, there is no storytelling. I mean, we can kind of infer of what happens, but nothing specific is told. So we're going to follow Galadriel. We're going to follow uh, Elrond. Two characters that we know already. Are we going to see Gandalf? There are rumors that he is this mysterious stranger that shows up uh, in this meteor thing. Sauron is going to be the main villain of the show. 
Isildur and Elindel, who are characters that briefly appear at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, are also main characters. And the soundtrack was just released by Bear McCreary, who has done music for Godzilla, The Walking Dead. He did all of The Walking Dead music. And it is, without a doubt, some of the greatest things. So everything I've heard from the actual show has been good. And I'm not going to lie, I am optimistic. I am very optimistic about this show. Even though everyone hates it and doesn't want it to succeed. I am so looking forward to this show next week. Like, I really am, man. I can't wait for Rings of Power. Why are so many people so negative? Everywhere I go, I can't find one genuine discussion about this movie. Because everything is like... Morbius, like, well, when Galadriel said it's time to go back to the future, Marty, that was hilarious. Like, have a genuine reaction. It's not just like, I don't know. If it, if it's bad, it's bad. But wait for it to come out. You know? Yes. Yeah. The, de- definitely the thing. I mean, we can't sit here and talk about how good we think anything will be or how bad we think anything will be. We gotta wait for it to come out. Watch it. See how it is. I mean, this is a a rough comparison, but uh, the Miss Marvel trailer came out. And I'd say that that show was better than the trailer yes. let it to be. Now, how much better? That's up for debate. But everyone could agree that the trailer didn't set the show up to succeed. And maybe this is the same way with this trailer. I will say, Amazon has not done a good job of marketing this. The trailer, the most recent one, the final trailer, I guess, that they released, had like a pop song in it, and it just did not fit. It, this is Middle Earth, dude. This is fantasy. Use something from Bear McCreary. Use something like from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack for crying out loud. Music choice was very weird. And I will say, I'm a little skeptical on the Hobbits being in this. The Harfoots, they look a little wonky. And some of the, like the the dwarf princess, she's a little weird. I don't know if I like that very much. And I'm reading the Silmarillion now, so I know everything that that they need to get right. So... I mean, that's the whole reason I'm reading it, which The Silmarillion is, might be the best book I've ever read. It's fantastic. It is one of the best. It's definitely one of the best books I've ever read. It's so interesting. So I definitely am attached to what has come before, but I am so optimistic for what's to come. I'll say that, you know? So you're going to be watching this show, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah I'm not in, as into the Lord of the Rings verse as you are, but I've seen all the Lord of the Rings. I've seen all The Hobbit, and I am... I do have the date memorized, September 2nd. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Now, do I know all the characters' names like you do? Heck no. But a good story is a good story. Hmm. And that's going to be interesting because I will know all the lore, but you are going to be a casual. You know, so often on this show we cover things where we're both very invested in everything going on. But this is going to be I'm invested and you are a casual fan. So you're going to look at it solely from a story perspective and not – hey, they didn't get that Easter egg right, you know? So whether or not it's going to be a good story is up to debate for both of us, but it's going to be different for both of us. I'm looking forward to that, man. And we are going to, we are definitely going to be covering, um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to try and do that as uh, Minutes in the Multiverse because they're releasing two episodes, I believe, on the premiere date. Mm. Um, and that, I, I'm told, rumors are, that they're both, both of the episodes are going to be backstory episodes. And that would make sense. There is about 3,000 years before this. So, and there's quite a bit of things to say. So it'd be nice. I, I, I would be very interested to see if they're going to do 
the beginning of time with Iluvatar creating or singing the world into existence. I don't know if they'll get that into it, but <laughs> it, dude, it gets weird. It gets weird at the beginning. But I will say this. Some of the elven characters are so cool. Like Gilgalad, he is one of the coolest characters in all of Tolkien history, and he is in the show. Celebrimbor. I, that guy is an idiot, but he's in this show, dude. So it's going to be so cool to see what happens. And I'm pretty sure this show ends where the beginning of Lord of the Rings takes place. That prologue, the battle for Mount Doom against Sauron. I'm pretty sure that's where this show is going to end. But who knows? We'll see. We know it's going to cover the rings being forged. So I'm very, very excited. I know Parker Duncan, who has appeared on many of our episodes with Moon Knight, uh, and others. Uh, he is also very, very excited. So uh, we'll definitely have him on when we recap that show. But uh, I am definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, to the Rings of Power next week. And whether or not it's good or bad, that's going to be for us to decide when the show comes out. When the show comes out, I'm excited to genuinely discuss it with people who care. So yes, and uh, did read everything so I'm, I'm ready to go I'm ready to go and feel prepared for the show so I would recommend reading the Silmarillion very very good I, I definitely might have to hopefully I become a better reader this upcoming uh, semester <laughs> well it's it's like a collection of sh stories yeah. pretty much it's not like a an ongoing tale yeah even though it is chronological like each story take but it's it's different tales you know, some might focus on one guy, and then another one will go like, "This is the war that happened with everyone." So, like it's Clone Wars. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like maybe that's why I like it so much. <laughs> but, dude, I'm I haven't gotten to the War of Wrath yet, but that is I think the event that they're referring to in the trailers. So uh, that is the next thing I'm going to read. I'm very much looking forward to that. But with that said, I believe that is everything coming yeah. out. That's all the phantoms we care about. I mean. Uh... Ben, Ethan, what about uh, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones? You know what? We, we can't love every fandom, guys. That's uh, that's not ours. There's plenty of other more intelligent people covering the Game of Thrones universe. So go check them out. Yes. I tried. Game of Thrones is too much for me, guys. It's, it's, just, just, too, it's just too much, man. And so I, I will say this. Maybe one day, but definitely not soon. I've heard that the first episode of House of the Dragon is spectacular. Matt Smith does a great job. I mean, there was no doubt. Of course he would. Come on. Right. So I guaranteed that. But I don't know. Game of Thrones is just too much for me. And it, it does my heart good that it's a show that I haven't seen with an ending that sucks. So it's a, it, it, it's a little silver lining there that I'm not missing out fully. But I've heard that it is one of the best shows ever made. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up in the air. But yeah, no 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 uh, Westeros world for us on this show. But yeah, I think that's everything, man. Right? Yeah, unless definitely. Unless I mean, we're missing something. If we're missing something, we can get it some other day, Ben. This, uh, this has been a, a good session. This feels like an OG exactly. podcast with you, Ben. This is, Indeed. This is what we used to sit down and do every week. So Cover the news. Yes. You know? So, oh, yes. So, we will hopefully be bringing you X-Men The Last Stand in this next week or the next week after that. But um, I know that Micah's been kind of busy right now. And frankly, so are we all. So, it's not going to be too bad 
if we don't have that released. But yes, we are definitely going to be continuing on the MCU rewatch, and you know, look for look for videos on uh, on YouTube. The multiverse, uh, the minutes in the multiverse is going to be a. a a concept that I think we take advantage of very much. So it's nothing. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a, a film theory video. No. Yeah. I, but <laughs> I I started it today just to start it. I'm not saying that it's the best video we've ever put out, but nah, the concept is good, and yes. I think with uh, plan and execution, it can get even better. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So look forward to that on the YouTube multiverse monologues. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, a review on any of those sites would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I know that not much has come out yet, but we are back into the swing of things. The school year started, and uh, we are looking to get as many podcasts and videos out there as possible because we know that there is a lot of stuff coming out. So we're looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. For now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wessel. Signing off. We all hope you have. An absolutely fantastic day.